Hello, hello, hello. It's Jan Goldstein, and welcome back to All That Matters. Having you here every week, finding a way to embrace the world as it is, as we would make it over, as we would wish it to be, as we are working for it to be. It's a form of connection. And connection is really the word I want to look at this week. You know, uh, there is something that we learn about connection from the very world around us, the very nature of things. Um, We are taught about that we, we pull out one little piece of nature and we find it's connected to the whole world. And um, yes, that's that's indeed the way in which things are interconnected. Um, you know, Rachel Naomi Remen says, the most basic and powerful way to connect to another person is to listen. Just listen. Perhaps the most important thing we ever give each other is our attention. A loving silence often has far more power to heal and to connect than the most well-intentioned words. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that, at that power of listening and wondering, are you a good listener? We are often very good talkers. I, it's part and parcel of who I am. I'm a talker. But I must ask myself often, do I listen? You know, the uh, story is told in the legend within Judaism that God created the whole world, the rabbis tell this story, and filled it with godly glory, with divine presence, only to find out one little problem. The entire world was filled with this divine illumination, divine light, and there was no room for anything or anyone else. So according to this story, this legend as it's told, God had to retract him or herself, themselves, uh, had to retract, had to pull back in order to make room. And this is called the act of tzimtzum. Tzimtzum pulls back or you retract yourself. And in this case, God retracts the uh, divine presence the divine light in order to make room for us for men and women now what's so powerful about this story which is very poetic and metaphorical of course um is that it teaches us this concept that of 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 the need for retraction that we can sometimes come on too strong we can sometimes come and fill uh fill a um fill a room with our presence or fill a conversation and there's no room for anyone else. And that's part and parcel of what we need to do. Uh, Even as we, we can possibly always pick up. I just had the phone go off and we can possibly pick up and the phone and, and it's all about you and it's all about your presence. Um, and I know that there are others who will go to dinner, for example, and purposely put their phones aside 
so that they can listen. Um, but have you gone to dinner or been in a conversation with someone or met them for coffee or whatever, and they're constantly checking their cell phone? Is it listening if your ears are open and your eyes are on your phone or somewhere else, always looking for the next person? Do you find that you sometimes sit with people, but their eyes are on the somewhere behind you, checking everything else out? Can you be listening? Ah, but I, my ears are open. I'm listening. Or are your ears and eyes connected and your heart and your inner ears? and your inner eyes. Are we not like nature in which you touch one piece, scratch one piece of us, and find that it's connected to the whole? And that's what John Muir said about nature, um, that you pull one part out, as I said earlier, and you find it's connected to the universe. So um, I, I think that in this time of where we've been connecting online or connecting uh, in ways that are not always in person, how much the more so is listening a quality that we need and through listening connection. Albert Einstein said that a human being is part of the whole called by us universe a part limited in time and space. And he experiences himself, he says, his thoughts and feelings as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be, said Einstein, to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature and its beauty. So Einstein himself was, was talking about the danger of becoming imprisoned by limiting ourselves. And that what is needed is to open ourselves and to break out of this prison and thereby connect to others. Um, and so again, I ask the question, what is limiting us? What is holding us back? What is imprisoning us? And how might we find our way out of that and into connection, into connecting with others? And part of that, we are told, is through listening. Can we give, as Naomi Remen suggests, um, Rachel Naomi Remen, it, it, can we give our entire attention to another human being? Um, there are times when we want to look up at the stars at night and just open ourselves to the totality of that expansion overhead. But there is something that draws us about the moon solitary moon just as there's something that draws us if we will listen to the person opposite us as well as the person within us talking about connection makes me think of community and how powerful community can be and in some ways how we have worked hard to build community i mean broadway artists singers have performed online and connected us and orchestras have connected us and health workers have connected us and 
Others, we found ways to use the technology that we have to connect us. But is there anything like being in person? Which is why it's exciting. I've heard this week about Broadway reopening. That's terribly exciting. But I'm also thinking of the small communities where for some of us, and I come from a smaller town, though I live in Los Angeles now, come from a smaller town in Vermont and, and, and where people knew each other. And there are neighborhoods in LA where you can do that just as there are in other big cities. But there is something about that. And, um, and it was lovely to walk down Church Street, which is the main street downtown, as a boy and have people say, oh, there goes Frankie Goldstein's kid. Hey, hey, how's your mom, Roberta? And, and have people know who you were, who you are. And then there are times when you get made a part of a community, even though you're technically not part of it. And that happened to me when I was off working on a book in Ireland. And I'm in this uh, little town on the Barra Peninsula and I used to work um, at a retreat, Anamkara, which is a writer's retreat there. And across the street is a cemetery. And I may have discussed this before. It's, it's a wonderful cemetery where you go over and you can really tell that everybody in that cemetery is a part of the community. And, um, and so what they are able to do there is you know, decorate according to the way they want to decorate. And, um, and, and put up pictures and it's, it's a very personal kind of cemetery. And I was over there studying, just wandering through a cemetery. I think you can tell something about a community sometime. And it's right off the street, literally across the, across the, the way from Anamkara. And I was wandering there, and there was a whole group of people who were nearby taking part in a burial. And I kept my distance. I didn't want to disturb anyone. But suddenly they started, they left, they they concluded their funeral, and they started marching back, and they were laughing, and they were singing. And I thought, my God, I don't think I've ever seen this at a cemetery before. And sure enough, as they go by, they said, Hi, what's your name, lad? I said, hi, my, my name's Jan. Did you know old Mike? I said, no, I don't think so. Michael Casey, did you not know him then? I said, no, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm just visiting. Oh, no matter. Oh, come, certainly you'll join us. I said, where are you going? Oh, we're going down to the pub, man. We're going to have a drink on old Michael Casey. Come join us. And I was brought down, I, I just sort of got swept up in it. And this community w- was more than mourning. They were celebrating this man who had been a member of their community, as it turned out, some 86 years. And I went down, and I went to the pub, and they hoisted, they each took a drink, and they said, Ah, oh, let's say it old Mike. I will have a pint on him for sure. And they lifted their pints, they lifted and toasted and celebrated a man. And there was such connection in that pub and spilling out into the streets. And you learned something about the power of community. It was all because 
they opened themselves to me, that I was able to listen to their love of Mike and to connect that feeling to a feeling of wanting to be part of something greater than myself. And so we learn from Marianne Williamson, as we light our as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And so it is that we listen to our own fear and we have the power to liberate ourselves. Some people fear death. In this community that I talked about in Ireland, they celebrated the life that was lived. But we're here right now, each and every one of us, with the power to connect to ourselves, to important others in our lives, by giving them focus and giving them attention, by listening, and by listening, linking ourselves one heart to another, for we are part of the greater whole, each and every one of us, a wonder of the universe. In this coming week, I challenge you to find ways to connect, to connect to your own dreams and visions, your own emotions, to connect to another, to put aside the phone and be in the moment and mindfully uncover that primary connection that each one of us yearns for. May we, in Einstein's view, break out of the prisons we restrict ourselves to and in freeing ourselves, widen our circle of compassion to embrace the whole nature of beauty around us. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters.